Hi everyone, Scott McLeod here, and funny thing about this week's episode, uh, we had we had a lot going on this episode. This episode as a whole was like three hours long, definitely the longest episode we've ever done. But when it came to uploading the episode, I found that Anchor would not take the file because the file was too big to upload. So what I've had to do is upload this week's episode in two parts. This is the first time I think. I've, we've ever had to do a two-parter for a single episode. I don't think I've ever heard of a podcast. I'm going to do a two-part for one episode. So this first part that you're listening to is just going to be me and Paul talking some general chat as well as our predictions for SummerSlam this Sunday. And then hopefully it's already up by the time you listen to this part. But we're also going to be reviewing, along with a special guest, uh, SummerSlam 1993, which is a lot of fun. And... I could have just like cut some stuff down from three hours, but like when you look at the full three hours that we have now, and after all the editing that we already did, uh, I didn't want to have to cut anything else out because, or even though it's three hours now, the show as a whole is like really fun and it was really a blast to do, and I really want everybody to be able to listen to it. So enjoy this first part, and hopefully you enjoy part two as well. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast. Hello and welcome to Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast. Hey! McLeod here, joined as always by my friend and co-host Paul Brown. Hey! And I don't know if you're aware guys, but it's SummerSlam this Sunday. <laughs> and there was much rejoice. Hey. So we've got quite a big SummerSlam related show yeah, today. It's a, it's a whole pick and mix. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a whole pick and mix of wrestling. <laughs> yeah, so... Some of it you will throw away, some of it you might try. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way of putting it, actually. I, I think so. Yeah. But we were going to... Tis the way with most pay-per-views. It's like a pick and mix. You probably go through it and go, nah, hate it. Hate it, hate it, want it. Hate it. Here, you have lay ones. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I thought you this one for that one. <laughs> I, I, you go away. You come here. Uh, we, uh, we're going to be doing a bit of a retro review. We've not done one of those for quite a while. No, way. What was our last one we did? Last one I can remember is Survivor Series '96, but I yeah, yeah, can't remember. I don't think we, I think we're gonna do a Mania '19 review. Yeah, Mania, but for reasons we won't get into, and we uh, weren't able to do that. I still want to do that Mania. Oh at yeah, some point. yeah, definitely. It's, like, it's a really underrated. That and Mania '20, I think. Like Mania's '18, '19, '20 are better than a lot of people give them credit for. I I think all three of those are fucking phenomenal. Yeah, I think it's because like I, there's so much hype surrounding WrestleMania '17. And yeah, how, and a lot of people credit that as one of the greatest mediums of all time. I think following that, a lot of people had high expectations when it came to Mania, and that being the well, peak like, of WWE and its attitude era. You know, everyone, everyone goes on and on about the hype of seventeen, right? With the whole, you know, Stone Cold Rock, Stone yeah. Cold's heel turn, which was like ill advised yeah. in retrospect. You look at eighteen, mm-hmm. and the one takeaway point from eighteen is Hulk Hogan having, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Lee best match of his entire fucking career. 
I would, I would, I think, I think I would agree with you. On you that know, initially. and like the best match, the best in-ring ability, the best crowd reaction he has ever fucking had, mm-hmm. and he went into that match supposed to be a heel. Yeah, no. You know, and the crowd booed the Rock <laughs> basically through the entire fucking match. You know, and Hogan, if you look at Hogan halfway through that match, mm-hmm. he's kind of looking around going, what the fuck, man? I'm <laughs> supposed to be the bad guy and they love me. <laughs> you know? I thought like he hated it, but, yeah. you well, know. Well, like, I think because May 17 is seen as the end, true ending of the attitude era, but it's seen as the hottest peak. Like, yeah, that's like, like the high water so, so, point. So, like, the high point, and then, like, well, what a greatest made in the next three WrestleMania. I think if you were watching that at the time, yeah, you watch them, and for some people, maybe it didn't live up to their I, expectations. I think though, nineteen. Mm-hmm. A lot of people had a bugaboo about nineteen because of the result of the Triple H Booker match, right? Yeah. A lot of people had an issue with the outcome of that match, and it le- it left a bad taste in people's mouths. So yeah, when twenty came, mm-hmm. people were still hurting from nineteen. So yeah, it was kind of like we had sixteen, which was we had. 14 and 15, which were reasonably good. Yeah, you well, know? I've heard right. the biggest complaint about 15 is 15 just feels like another attitude era show. Like yeah, just, so big show. they phoned it in. Aye. Plus, the arena isn't that big. Well, I think nowadays when you think of WrestleMania, you think massive stadium. Yeah, yeah. Georgia, whereas when you, so it's weird to look at a show like 15 in the arena you, they were in. Yeah, 16 I've watched back a few times and it, it's it's reasonable. The same, they're in the same venue they did 12 in yeah the main event of that little with four, with four way yeah was poor mm-hmm. let's be honest that was pretty yeah i don't think the wrestlers in the match mm-hmm. put on a bad show i just think the concept was yeah like was the, quite now poor. the rock triple h match they had at backlash the one fallen yeah that match should have been here mm. like one of the things like mm. you had a perfect wrestlemania main event you just had it a month later. Yeah. You didn't have it on Mania. But saying that, 16 also had the, the tag triple threat. Yeah, the you know triangle. What I mean? The thing about it was like 15, 16, mm-hmm. and both of them had good matches in them. Yeah. But most of the really good matches were on the mm-hmm. undercard of the show. You know what I mean? They were, yeah. on, were not main event. And the main event kind of took away from everything that came yeah. before it. You know? Well, one of the things... I love 20, like, the main event is probably one of my actual favourite matches of all time, the Triple Threat, and it's one of the most, like, for obvious reasons. Is that for 20? Yeah, yeah it's one yeah. of the least talked about main, main events ever yeah. because people don't want to talk it's, about it's it. It's such a shame, though, because it is a, it is a great match. Yeah, like, there's, there's a shot of Michael sliding out the ring with the blood covering his face. And yeah, yeah. JR selling that really well. Yeah. But, but the big issue, I think, some people have it is, I look, when you look back on it, there are so many matches on that card. They're cramming. <sighs> there are two tag team four ways on that. I mean, what have you got? You've got you've oh, got the raw the... one. The raw one shows just how bad that tag team division was because you got Booker and RVD as the champions going against the Dudleys. Fair enough. Yeah. Lot of assistants <laughs> and Mark Jindrak and Garrison Cade. I only remember one of them. Garrison Cade went on to become landscape of Cade and Murdoch. And then he is sadly... he the one that died? Yeah, he sadly died in like twenty ten. Yeah. And then on the tight SmackDown one, SmackDown one's a bit better. The champions are Rikishi and Scotty Too Hotty <laughs> against the world's greatest tight team, Halston Benjamin. They're yeah. quite an underrated team, I think. I think so. Yeah. Uh, they mind they went on the Indies and in Ring of Honor for a while. Espe- but... Especially Benjamin at the time, because yeah. he was pretty. Yeah. Remember they went to Ring of yeah. Honor in like 2010 to 2012. They had a good run there. They were called Wrestling's Greatest Tight Team. Uh, so the funny were them, Rikishi and Scotty, the APA, and the Basham Brothers. 
Oh, I let them look with part of JBL's cabinet. Yeah. I didn't realise there's a they they when, uh, when I was forced to watch the Simpsons member, uh, Paul Heyman comes out with his personal security, and apparently that's the Bashams under all the the camera, all the gear, yeah. all the Riot Squad gear. It's them. Oh, but no, there's a lot lot to be said about those manias, you know. Yeah, definitely. I mean, a lot of people don't even talk about. Mm-hmm. Like you get WrestleMania's talked about a lot, one not talked about a lot. Twenty one. Yeah, twenty one. Like I think people talk about that a bit more because of the two, like, like we Cena and uh, Cena and Batista. Like, yeah, I think they were doing something like they tried to do with, Ed, with Eddie and Ben with you before, like making two top stars on both Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, and yeah. And then eventually they switched them around. Like, no, Batista's gonna be the top SmackDown guy, and Cena's gonna be the <laughs> top Raw guy. Yeah, I think like I'm, I mean, I was never a the biggest fan of Cena, but I think he would have been better placed to be the SmackDown guy. Yeah. Because like, Batista was more the, the mm-hmm. raw guy, you yeah. know what I mean? I remember Batista got some heat when he went to SmackDown because he he didn't like being on SmackDown. He saw it as the B-show, mm. and a lot of people kicked up, like, he and Booker T almost got in a fight backstage. Because of his attitude Aye, towards SmackDown. No, I never got, like, now, we're, we might talk about it later on, because we're going to be talking about SummerSlam next season, we're going to be talking about a lot of about Lex Luger. Yeah. But uh, we have uh, Luger and Bret Hart months later would both win win the Rumble, right? And I, 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 no, I think like I often think when I look back on it, I know it's a hindsight thing, but when Cena and uh, Batista also that was a total accident. The fact they happened to land like both on the floor at the same time, the fact that I'm pretty sure by this point they probably had to have had the plan to have Cena VGBL. Yeah. So like, why not? They're on different brands. Why not just have? <laughs> why not just have both of them win it and have them go off on their separate like. Yeah, have them do a ninety a ninety four thing. Yeah, whereas this one makes sense because they have to go after different champions rather than in ninety four when they're going after the same guy. It's not. I'll be your hero. I'm going nowhere. <laughs> I'll never win shit here. I should have stayed here. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really grasping at straws for things. For to thing, but you know, and you know, I watched a review. On YouTube of the particular '93 SummerSlam, mm-hmm. and a guy I watched it. I personally think it was a little overly negative on Lex, uh-huh. and I also believe that the guy never really knew his info about Lex. He could he could have been a bit more informed and more mm-hmm. up on his info because he was like, "Oh, Lex wasn't a good wrestler. Lex never won anything." I have to disagree with you. Lex was a pretty decent wrestler. Was not a phenomenal wrestler, no. One of the longest reigning United States champions of all time. He looked for 500 odd days. Like, yeah. I think his reign over that is about the same as Asuka's NXT women's title reign. Yeah, but also he was a, a NWA champion as well, wasn't he? I think he won the WCW title for Hogan in like 97. He was, yeah. he was in the horseman for a while. He's won, he's won his fair share of plaudits from wrestling. Just happens he wasn't in the WWE. Yeah, was but it? a lot of people should realise now the WWE or WWF or however you view it, that is not the be all and end all of wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The guy did have a pretty reasonable career out with the WWF. It's a weird thing when you look at in that early nineties, the guys who come in from the WWE and that wouldn't their WWE run wasn't their most successful. Like Lex Vader. The Steiners, oh. t- the Steiners to a degree, even though they won the tag titles. I would, do you know, we should do a career, a career retrospective on Vader at some point, because yeah. he was horribly misused by the WWF, in my opinion. Yeah. 
I mean, he had he had that. What was it? That one big shot of the title. Yeah, he was, didn't win it. For a lot from what I hear is through Sean's I, issue. because we talked a lot of it. I think in the '96 review, but like the Sid, the spot that Sid was in, that was maybe Vader's spot. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was maybe the guy who won, and his last big moment in the day is losing to Kane over the edge in '98. Yeah. Call himself a fat piece of shit. Is that not also the one that? Uh, no, it was ninety nine. No one died. Yeah, yeah. We've talked a lot about other shows, but we're maybe talking about SummerSlam. Yeah. If I if I if I could drop in just quickly a little mm-hmm. comment, you've seen it already. A thing I got this week. Yeah, I was going to ask about your week in a minute, but oh well, I will, I will save less for my week, then. I was going to say we are. We've, we've, <laughs> we've talked a lot about manias and all that, but we're here to talk about SummerSlam, so we're going to be covering. 93, just a little bit later on, but first, we're going to be talking about this year's SummerSlam, some predictions, yes. and this is obviously all the card that we have at the time of recording, because even though there's 10 matches listed, knowing them, I can, I can see them adding a few more. Is the Dolph one actually on the card? Yes. And, and it's against Goldberg, of all people. Yes. Do you, do you believe that is just Goldberg trying to do what The Undertaker's done? Yes. The Saudi show was so fucked up, <laughs> I need to look better. Uh, yes. But I don't see it going very long, but we'll talk about that in a wee bit. But that, first we'll talk I about... I personally think Dolph's going to kick his ass. Yeah. I, I think. But before we get to that, Paul, I ask you this because you're my friend. How was your week? We talked about before we well, started Scott, recording. Well, Scott, I will... I will... I will light a cigarette as I as I tell you this. Oh look, a cigarette and a half fell out. <laughs> like to keep my half, you know, economic, <laughs> economic. Because I'm such a cheap bastard, you know, <laughs> you know. But anyway, my week has been pretty damn good, you know. I had a few, had a few sort of personal down moments, but I pushed through it, you know. Yeah, that's what you got to. I I have I have them. I'm sure everyone does on occasion, <laughs> but no, I I was very forward thinking. And I, I did a good turn for my mother this week. She was needing someone to decorate for her. Alright. And I decorated her bedroom. Cool. You know, I done a little little bit of painting, a little bit of feature wall. Stabbed myself in the fucking hand with a Stanley mm-hmm. knife. Ouch. And then ended up inadvertently shouting at my mother at the same time, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I'd, I'd done all the wallpapering, right? That didn't actually take me that long. It was just patterned wallpaper so it was well textured wallpaper mm-hmm. so i didn't have to line up a pattern or shit like that so it was pretty standard you know da, 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 da. i'd done the wallpapering i went back the next day and i thought right I'll get the least on the blade cut the excess off you know make it neat and as i was reaching up to cut the, the stuff at the top i inadvertently stuck the fucking blade in in the tip of my finger and you can see it there Ooh, yeah Stuck this down the blade in my finger, and as you could, as you probably could understand, I went, <laughs> I was like, "Fuck, man, hurt. And my ma came in, and she's like, "Did you shout at me?" And I was like, "No, I didn't fucking shout on you. I'm doing stuff. Get out!" <laughs> as the blood's running down my hand, I'm like, "Ah, oh, fuck's sake!" And it's the, it wasn't even sore. It was just I felt really, really, really stupid for fucking sticking a Stanley blade in my finger. But it was just one of those dumbass fucking things. And also, and you have you have to bear with me a minute here, Scott. I was I was severely hurt this week emotionally. Okay. I went to Iceland. 
What does the bird Iceland man do? Well, I went to Iceland. Very reputable shop. Very good prices. But I thought, I'm going to go in and do my food shopping. I'm going to get me my hot sauce. Because I love hot sauce. Mm-hmm. I like the heat, you know. <laughs> we didn't have it. They did not have my fucking hot sauce. They had that shit they use for chicken. You know everyone's fucking got a hard on for fucking Nando's and shit now. Yeah. You know, fuck them. I was like, ah, this, this, up with this I will not put. <laughs> Down with this sort of thing. Yeah. Very, very fucking barrier and black books there. Up with this I will not put. <laughs> you know. So I, it forced me to go online. Mm-hmm. It forced me to. And I went and found... Some nice Encona Carolina Reaper chili sauce. And by God, I'm going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I may even put it in some other people's food just to fuck with them. Well, but I haven't well, decided who yet. Well, now if I come up and pull off some food, I know now not to take it. Because you'll probably slip something in it. <laughs> I'll feed it to my son. <laughs> what a classy parent you are. Yeah, I wouldn't actually do that because he hates... A, he doesn't like heat that much, and B, he's not much of a sauce fan, you know. He's a, he's a dull boy, he likes plain food with no sauce. <laughs> but I've done a little decorating. Uh-huh. I've done, I've bought my new sauce. I I have got really into watching um, Good Mythical Morning on YouTube. It's mm-hmm. a fun show, you know. Yeah, you were showing me about before we started. Uh, what the hell else have I done? I don't know, I wasn't here, that's why I'm asking I'm, you. I'm just trying to remember now. Uh, oh, I, I made a stance on trying uh, not to drink as much as I usually do. You know, I think I've been doing okay. I've not really drank this, that much this week. Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm, I am trying not to smoke as much as I do. But that is one I'm really going to have to work on. I do love your old stance. I'm making a stance. He says holding a can and a cigarette in his hands. <laughs> this is the first time this week, though. <laughs> it's just a weird time to tell me that this is what you're trying to do at but the time when you're doing a, the thing. It's a work in progress, man. It's a work in fucking progress. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not Wonder Woman. Let's <laughs> say I'm not going to eat as much cake as I usually do. I I I don't know, Scott. I'm not Wonder Woman. I'm not going to eat as much cake as I usually do. What's that on your plate? Um, cake. Cake. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else have I done? Oh, oh, and oh, I bought the first two seasons of Family Guy on DVD as well. Cool. I have those on DVD also. Yay! Very good. I like the, that. The animation is very weird looking at it. I point. do. I do like that episode when he's trying to impress the mafia guys though. Uh. And he's like, like a rhinestone cowboy. And we just... They think the mum's going to get whacked and stupid. Like, it was a semi what the thing. Like, God, of God, course. And, and there he gets his music. Satan. Oh, yes, uh, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, what is it? Oh, Peter, you're the higher just too muchery. <laughs> Do you know, no, William H. Macy. Yeah. Do you know, he apparently auditioned for the role of Brian. Seriously? That would have been good, man. Mm-hmm. I like William H. Macy. Like, I think he, like, he played with Shoveler and Mystery Men, you know. <laughs> Alright. Have I, you seen Mystery Men? I have not, no. You see it. It's a, 
about a bunch of superheroes mm -hmm. that aren't actually super. <laughs> you know, you've got Mr. Furious, who gets really, really, really furious about everything. That's Ben Stiller. I can see you there. Yeah. And he, he just looks at people and goes, Because <laughs> he's furious. <laughs> and it, I will let the people know I'm furious. Do you, <laughs> do you know who the bad guy is in it, though? Casanova Frankenstein. <laughs> what? That's the name of the bad guy. Casanova Frankenstein. Okay. Who, he loves disco. Okay. Yeah, but that is... But yeah, do you know who the actor is that plays him? Ugh. Have you ever seen The King's Speech? Uh-huh. Well, no, I've not seen it. I know of it. Well, you know the actor who plays the King's Speech therapist? Uh, Jeffrey Rush. Yeah, he plays Casanova Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you, Jeffrey Rose, he was in like Pirates of the Caribbean and all that. Yeah. But no, if you ever see, if you ever get the chance to see Mystery Men, <laughs> I advise it because it's so bad it's funny. <laughs> you like, know? Every time I think of Jeffrey Rose, I think of the scene from American Dad when Roger's like pretending to be a CIA and he goes, If I don't make it, tell my wife I love her. And Karen Knightley, tell her I love her. And Orlando <laughs> Blue. You know what? The whole, the whole damn pirate cast. But not Jeffrey Rush. <laughs> I do it. I do it in front of Jeffrey Rush. <laughs> <laughs> you made me think of American Dad. Goddamn baby legs. <laughs> I love that episode. I remember the bit. Son gets hit, his voice goes high because he got hit in the nuts. And Roger starts whispering to his coat like, "What they say? Ah, oh, that's not talking to them, Francie, because they're nuts." <laughs> <laughs> I love American uh, Dad, I really do. More than Family Roger Guy. Is the, Roger is the best. Uh -oh. I have a feeling in five, ten years I may be Roger. You think I'm Roger now, don't you? We'll move on, my week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I'm not Roger. <laughs> Roger, come on, I made your favourite food. Just the brioche. <laughs> 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 oh, we talked some shit. So yeah, we did. <laughs> well, I didn't have the most eventful week. Did you not? I did start the good place, though. We were talking about that a lot. That show is awesome. I know. I'm only on episode like six or so of like ep of season one, but Paul is very happy to yeah, hear that yeah. I started the good place. What's her name again? Who? The chick in it. What's her Eleanor. Name? Do you hide shrimp in your bra? <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, my, like I say, my two favourite characters in the whole thing, mm -hmm. well, three, mm -hmm. are Michael, mm -hmm. Eleanor, Jason. <laughs> uh, I see a lot of what? myself in Jason. No, you're not that much of a fucking idiot like Jason. I like Jason, boy. He's a good guy. He's a dumbass, but he's yeah, a good total guy. Yeah, he's dumbass. But he's so he's such he's got such a good soul about him. Mm -hmm. He's like, just a complete moron. <laughs> see, I'm gonna try and give it a couple weeks until I, I'm very much I'm like further into good place. Like maybe if I'm like on season two or three, we can have like more of a. Like I say, when you get to the end of season three, you will be infuriated. I I know about like you know everything because I remember I remember Brooklyn Nine Nine. It got cancelled before season before I seen the end of season no. five. Like no, it got cancelled before the end of season five. And then got picked up by another network, and Yay. they did season six on that network. It's gonna get a season seven, 
But then I remember like hearing they getting cancelled and then within a day being brought back because so many people were outraged. Yeah. Like, you, like then you know... I watched the season five finale after I heard of it being brought back. And then when you watched the season five finale in the last few minutes of it, you realised, my God, if that stayed cancelled, that would have been a really bad ending because yeah. of the cliffhanger they'd put. Do you, know, do you know what I've started kind of watching? Mm. You know that way sometimes when you hear about a show and you watch, you don't watch it in sequence, you watch a few episodes to see if you get a feel for it? Mm-hmm. That, uh, Tim Allen. Yeah, the Last Man. The Last Man. I've started watching that. I, I, I remember they got cancelled and they moved to another network. Yeah, and yeah. And I watched the first episode on the new network and that first episode really put me off the whole series because yeah. they kept making jokes about... Relating to them being cancelled, like they did have a joke at the front where I kind of like can't find my new favorite show. I think it got cancelled. Like, why would they cancel it? And yeah, that's yeah. funny. Then they really overplay it, and a lot of Tim Allen's political humour, that he, he, he well, really he, get, it gets a, it gets a bit much after. He does. He, the the actor himself does say he's a like he's a conservative. Yeah. He's a, a Republican type guy. He dressed up as Trump in a Halloween episode. Yeah. Although, you know, he's... A lot of people talk about Kelsey Grammer being one of the only prominent celebrities who's a Republican. Yeah. Tim Allen's a Republican. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's pretty fucking popular. Yeah. Fucking Buzz Lightyear's a Republican. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> That's not a toy that would sell. Republican Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> That'd be a phenomenally bad toy, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's never too late to teach your kids the truth about politics with new Republican Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> Moderate gun control Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> to infinity and beyond. But you you've had you've had a right. a reasonably uneventful week, Lynn. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Apart from seeing the good show, the good place. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk more about that, like I said, when we when we get to it. Yeah. Uh, like, do do you, do you like Chidi Yeah. Yeah. He's such an awkward little dude. Yes, yes, he is. He is. He's so he's so and he's so stressed out by Eleanor all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure that there was a film on a Netflix original film with. Kelsey Grammer and uh, Kristen Bell, who plays Eleanor. Yeah. Kind of like she play, She's her dad. Yeah, he, he, he's her film. dad. Aye, and they end up on a cruise. I watched about stuck on a cruise together. Fifteen minutes of that before I turned it off. It was kind of shit. Sure. I'm pretty sure when we were talking about last night, I wanted to talk about another TV show. But and now the TV show is like. Then again, like that mind. is just my personal opinion. I don't. I. I recommend people watch it because. Oh, I'm pretty sure like. Recording on a Thursday. I'm pretty sure tomorrow, Friday being Friday the 9th, I believe that's the third series of Glow goes up on Netflix. Or I think it's either the 9th or the 19th. I know it's sometime in August. I haven't even watched the first season. I'd actually recommend checking it out because I remember like Chavo Guerrero's apparently the guy working behind the scenes to teach all the white lasses how to actually wrestle. Couldn't get a better teacher. Well, he's got Chavo Guerrero. He's actually an underrated wrestler. He comes from a wrestling family. Well, that's one. I was being serious. Oh, you could, not get, being sarcastic, you could not get a better yeah. teacher than like, Chavo. Like, like the, the gym, as I've seen like one of the first episodes, the, seat, the gym that they're training in, and yeah. the actual show is called the Chavo Classic like, Gym I, or something like that. I honestly think Chavo, in his run with WWF, was a very underutilised wrestler. And there's like some fun wrestler cameos like throughout the show. Uh... Awesome Kong is in the show. Awesome Kong. Oh, she's, she's got a job one. Yeah. <laughs> well, she plays 
she's in it. She's when she gets where Donald Lee Bear is, the series goes on, and like oh, I remember joke we all take the fists when she showed the dollar nothing. Me and my pals do watch Glow and like oh, we get calling her by her character name yeah. in, uh, in Glow like oh she's you know. Wait a minute. On a on a wrestling topic, but kind of mm-hmm. far from what you're on, right? Yeah. Do you believe we are starting to misuse or mispromote Drew McIntyre? Yeah. Do you believe? Because we went from a rumours of him being Undertaker at SummerSlam to now Drew's not even on the card. Yeah, we know like, what the hell. Like, you might get that. involved in Shane's match with... Owens. See, that's the thing. He shouldn't be getting involved in a match. He should be and, uh, in a match. But then again, and like, even if they had him v Owens as saying, like, a stand-in, like, he would still probably lose because yeah. you can tell Owens is going to win. But that's the whole thing. It's like, WWE really need to be careful with how they use their talent because eventually, see, considering nowadays, there is so many options open to wrestlers from yeah. better... That's the thing. Like, you've seen all the reports of, like, People who are got a contract coming up within the next year have all been they're rushing out to sign them to long term deals. They mm. stop them from going anywhere else, even if they're not using them. Like, but just because you're being offered more money and a better deal doesn't mean you're getting. It's just so like, yeah, you're still not doing anything. But you're not going to go anywhere else. But that's the thing. A lot of wrestlers, if they have any sense, they go, well, if I'm staying here, I want to be staying here for a reason. Yeah, you know, and. I honestly think Drew might fall into the category like Bray fell into. You know, like a guy, a guy who on paper looks the shit and could potentially, I mean, he's good on the mic, he's powerful, a big dude. I remember like uh, we had Drew meet Cedric again with Kurt Angle randomly and suspended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was in Pittsburgh and then Drew runs into him and basically like, oh, remember the last time we were in the ring together? I made you tap out to your own move. Yeah. And then, like, the main notable thing people take away from that is The Fiend showed up and randomly attacked Angle. Yeah. I don't think Finn actually been on television since, like, the SmackDown that he challenged Bray. No. Because maybe it's that SmackDown Network special against Nakamura, then he got pulled for medical reasons, yeah. apparently. A few, a few people have saying, I hope they don't just, they don't water down The Fiend and make him just run out on people. But, mm. you know, the fact that he's coming out and he's attacking legends. Yeah. I think that makes him look strong also. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like, it, make, it gives you the impression that no one is fucking safe from The Fiend. Mm-hmm. Oh, like another, active wrestlers, like, legends. Like on SmackDown, we had another Huskis the Pig Boy, Firefly Funhouse. Yeah? Uh, you see Hus- Huskis with chocolate in his face and all that. <laughs> Huskis the Pig Boy. <laughs> what was Huskis saying this week? Well, Huskis didn't say anything. It was mainly Bray talking. I can't actually remember what he said. Ah. I did watch the Rambling Rabbit one. Yeah. It was like... Yeah. It's like, but the fiend, the fiend is, ah, oh, oh, God, ah, oh, ah, oh. and then, and then breaking out with that fucking laugh, and then like, ha, ha, ha. and like, almost, I do like, I almost had to run to the bathroom, it scared I, me. I do like, I do like, Ramla, like, talking about being about uh, Finn Balor, he's my cool hombre. <laughs> he's my cool hombre. <laughs> but, but but sociopath, isn't that like the word of the day or something? <laughs> you know, Amberlin Labbit, I think it is. <laughs> sociopath. <laughs> S-C-O. <laughs> Abby's just a bit of a sociopath. <laughs> sociopath, that the word of the day or something? <laughs> but uh, should we get into the actual SummerSlam card itself? What has been announced so far? Yes, we should. I will, I will double click for that. 
There you go. Anyway, so <laughs> so we have what will likely be the main event, uh, which is Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar. Oh yay! Did you see that shit? I know. Like, he beat the shit out of him again. Yeah. He slowly made his way to the ring, and they got his shit kicked out of him. Yeah, again. what the fuck? He he comes to the ring looking all pissed off and hobbly. Uh-huh. He gets in the ring only to be brutalized uh-huh. again. And from what I heard, because I watched it like highlights on on YouTube, the crowd are into watching him getting his ass kicked. I know because he's trying to cut this whole like impassioned from like <laughs> get up after the match, and after the night after the beatdown and the crowd are just silent yeah Brock no one cares about him just kick his ass man yeah like I think Seth I think I'm sorry to say this because like, they had a real opportunity we haven't come meaning when he when he beat Brock in that like two minutes I think Seth needs to take some time off like, like Bella's apparently going to be doing I think Seth needs to revert mm. because he is and I, do, I don't like to say this because Seth, as a wrestler, mm-hmm. phenomenal. Ah. He's a great fucking wrestler. But, and I this is a un, double underlined but, he is no face. Like, uh, I think, obviously, nothing against him and Becky being a couple in real life. But, yeah, but don't but, always but, hark but, on but about like, it. The fact that they were put together on screen, really, it did harm to both of them, I think. Hell yeah. And there you can definitely tell but that it's done some damage. Seth, and I've watched a lot of Seth, I've watched a lot of highlights, I've, I like Seth, you yeah. know? But he does not work as a face. Mm-hmm. He's, he's almost insincere as a face. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, when he was, when he was throwing, you know when he was like, I had this high point when he was like, you know, like the authority guy and like really, really cocky and always winning and, you know, always coming out. Like, remember, mind when he always came out with J&J security and shit? Yeah. Like, at la- that's what he needs. He needs that, he needs that edge. Mm-hmm. And he, that is something he just does not have as a face. He's such a freaking pussy as a face. At the moment, that's a case of two arguments. One, you give the belt back to Steph, which makes Brock's cash in pointless yeah and, but at least you get a full-time champion and maybe Seth can actually do something be interesting again have a proper food rather than the one he had with Corbin yeah but, but at this point people are a bit bored of him now or you keep the belt on Brock and you and for however God knows how long but and see, what, the, where, what do you do after the that? thing about it though is where see if you keep the belt on Brock yeah. if you do that right and you do the thing that's smart and you turn Seth heel again mm-hmm. When that leaves the dilemma, who are you going to put in that face position? Let's on raw. Because like you got Drew as a heel, you got quite a few like yeah, AJ St- Styles as a heel now. Yeah, like I don't even I don't even know who you'd, you'd put in that position. I mean AJ AJ Styles as a heel, you could see taking the belt. Like right, Rick, guys like Cesaro could be, but he's I don't see him as much as a face. I don't think they see him that position. Ricochet's good, but I don't think he's there yet. He's, he'd need another year at yeah, least. Yeah, Ricochet's not there yet. I mean, don't get me wrong, phenomenal fucking wrestler, but yeah. character-wise and shit, he needs to be over more. Like one of the issues with Raw when Brock is champion is that when he's away and you have pay-per-views where the Universal title's not going to be around, the issue is like what the guys on Raw really work towards and what they're really fighting for. Yeah. 
and hopefully they can do something better with that if now Paul Heyman's at the helm well, I mean, to, to help see... to help because if he's not if Taylor's not going to they need to work even harder to make the week to week on Raw yeah, interesting well I mean you've seen Raw since Heyman's took the reins mm-hmm. it's, it's really picked up yeah I mean Smackdown now that Bischoff's took the reins meh I think, I think Smackdown's slowly getting there it's not it's not immediately out the gate like Raw has. Like, yeah. Like when, like, 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 uh, actually, I think before him was announced as his, in his new position, he's actually he's been he's been spending time backstage. So I think he's had more time to get into to his get, role. Do you think he's what, been what, there backstage and kind of just get right, like, kind of figuring out what's there, what he's got to work with, kind of thing. I think I mean he was put on Raw partly because of the thing with Lesnar and Lesnar being a Raw guy. Yeah. And I think uh, Bishop only full-time move to Connecticut a few weeks ago, so he's still getting into his role. I think we're, the time we'll really see real change with SmackDown is remember the time the Fox deal is happening. Yeah, yeah. That's where we'll see a real change a in real, direction. real change in direction. For I really bit. hope so. But for now, I think it's fair to say Brock is going to retain. Yeah. I, think, I, think so. I mean, Smack, you talk about SmackDown. SmackDown, when it was first introduced, was a fucking... It was a great thing. Yeah. Great thing. Mm-hmm. But SmackDown nowadays, I mean SmackDown, right? See when uh, just recently when Brian was the champion, yeah, I thought it picked up a touch. Mm-hmm. But and I'm I'm probably going to be in a very 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 minority viewpoint here. Kofi mm-hmm. as champion is not really working so well for me. I think people are starting to see like. I think Kofi's actually the goodwill of Kofi being champion is starting to wear on a few people. Yeah, and I mean, it's not Kofi. Yeah. It's not, he's, he's a good champion. Mm-hmm. He is. It's just the way they're, mm-hmm. the way they're portraying him. Yeah. You know? It just, it becomes a little, you know, like you see him come out and you're like, oh, there's Kofi again. You know? Oh, there, there's we're champion Kofi. No one... And it, like I say, I speak personally, you know, but I don't really feel invested in Kofi as a champion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And there's so many other fucking superstars on SmackDown that you could see with the belt and get really invested in. Mm-hmm. You know? And the sad part of it is, and this is going to be another thing that's probably going to be disagreed with by yeah. a lot of people. The only way I could ever see Kofi being really taken seriously as champion mm-hmm. is if he distanced himself from the new day. The new day, you know, you're not you. You can't expect the the sort of figurehead of that area of your promotion to be standing there with bootios and pancakes and all that shit. That's that doesn't work. Yeah, because like that was the issue. It's extreme world. The whole the promos that. Uh, Joe and Clinton Sears promos on uh, on Kofi and the lead up to Extreme Rules. Kofi gave him the finger in a segment, and then the actual match itself, Kofi comes up with a tray of pancakes yeah, as the champion. It's like it's like night and day. Mm-hmm. You know, you you can't you can't you can't partly try and edge up a guy's character. Yeah, and they just pull it back. You, yeah, you can't, and there's the only way. Kofi could really, really push himself as a, as a champion. Mm-hmm. As if he took on a kind of Randy Orton-esque thing. Mm-hmm. Like, not quite a heel, not quite a face. But, he, like, I mean, we all know the New Day is cartoonish. Yeah. yeah. 
you can't have the champion of that particular promotion being current. It's, it's not the 80s, mm-hmm. you know, or the early 90s or whatever. You, you just can't, mm-hmm. you know. We're supposed to be... Like, I don't even know what era we're supposed to be in now. Like, like if yeah. it's supposed to be this reality era, you I, know what I mean? I, that's the weird thing about it now. Like, I don't know how people where people get like the names for era because... Like we had, I'm ju- well, we, I'm just we, going we, with what I've heard. Like, we you had know. like Boom or Hulkamania era. You have New Generation, you have Attitude, Resistance Generation, and PG. Like the weird thing about the PG, because I've been called the PG from the eight onwards. It was not the Hulk Hogan era. It was the Golden era. The golden era, whatever. <laughs> but eh, uh, like from like oh eight onwards, they said PG era. Like, like where does the PG era mm. technically end? Because they are still PG. So. But yet they're not calling it the PG era. Like they tried to do the whole new era, and then they tried to the reality era. Like, like, are we even in an era at the they moment? They are still calling it PG. Mm-hmm. But honestly, after what I seen with the whole Seth Brock angle, yeah, that weren't PG, man. Yeah. That was brutal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like I told you at the time, mm-hmm. that especially that whole segment with the ambulance, mm-hmm. that took me so far back. That took me back to like the whole thing with like. Stone Cold being in the fucking ambulance and beating the piss out of Brett. Mm-hmm. That took me right back. You know? Like, I mean, the way the way Brock ripped open the ambulance and just threw him, basically, mm-hmm. out of the ambulance. And, yeah. like, granted, Seth was overplaying it a bit. You know, with uh, 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 You know what I mean? You know, you're like, calm it down a bit, man. Uh. Come on. He's only kicking your ass, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But like, I think we were talking about Kofi, I think it's a nice transition to Randy Orton versus Kofi Kingston for the championship. Who do you see winning? I What's know, your prediction? We had Orton doing a promo like, yeah, of course, yeah, I did hold Kofi back because he wasn't ready. Yeah. And he's still stupid if he thinks he's ready now. I, su- I suppose the real question is, is that, do you see... Randy Orton holding another title. I mean, how many is he on now? I think it's 13 he's on now. 13. Is he in in a place now where he could hold another belt? But I think he's in a position, if if the first of the street, he could hold the belt again. It just depends what they want to do with it going forward, because they want to use this to have him go go against a proper threat like Orton to then chase to get the belt back. Or, Or do they want to use Orton to free with Kofi, take the belt, and then give the belt to someone else. Well, I was going to say, like, you know, like, what I was just saying about Kofi breaking away from the goofiness and yeah. New Day, blah, 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 right? The way I see it in my head is that you have Orton take the belt, right? Mm-hmm. Orton wins the belt. That gives him a 14th title. Mm-hmm. I think that takes him above Triple H, doesn't it? I think he either above or just on par with Triple H. Yeah, but anyway, he takes the belt. Uh-huh. You've got the belt on someone who's a legitimate, mm-hmm. you know, he ain't a face, he ain't a heel, he's just a legit guy. Mm-hmm. You know, a guy with a lot of credence behind him. Uh-huh. You put the belt on fucking Orton. Uh-huh. And then Kofi, in that respect, has got a chance to kind of... Mm-hmm. He's got someone who is fucking serious he can pursue. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And maybe it causes friction between the New Day, like like Kofi takes his focus off the New Day to pursue the title. Mm-hmm. It can make his character more serious, it can build him up. Mm-hmm. 
and maybe we get to like I don't know like a WrestleMania or whatever where Kofi has basically like not officially but in a sense severed tied this New Day Brown you know what I mean he's like look I'm fucking focused on this belt you know it could really it could really really pick Kofi up mm-hmm. if Orton beat him yeah I think I mean, the best thing for Kofi in fact is for Orton to beat him like I heard I can actually see Orton like winning and being like more of this I can't even see Orton pulling out the punt for the, the first time for the first time in a, a long time. Yeah. The first time in a long time. And I've actually heard people say like because how the punt used to be a move that kinda of wrote people out for you. Like some people think like, what if Kofi got taken out for a few weeks because of the punt and then you have either Biggie or Xavier like stepping up and saying like you you we're standing up for our our brother and you have either you get to showcase Biggie or Xavier in yeah. a more serious light, have them stand up to her and like, I'm not afraid of you, like, well, oh, I kick your ass. That's another point I was going to bring up. Do you, do you see what in a sense would be like a positive, a, and I don't mean like positive in that sense, I mean positive for all parties concerned. Do you see a positive breakup of the New Day? Because see if the New Day did Fracture and Split, mm-hmm. I could honestly see Xavier being left in the fucking, being left in the wind, mm-hmm. you know, because you've got Big E, who's a big dude, former IC champion, granted it's when I Intercontinental Champion was about as credible as that 24-7 thing, mm-hmm. you know, former IC champion, big dude, can wrestle well, you've got Kofi, who's got lots of charisma, blah, blah, blah. And then you've got Xavier, who's got a trumpet. I know, like... Xavier and he's, he's not got the most fantastic wrestling repertoire. Oh, but, like, I think he's always, he was always the guy who got kept on the outside during time matches, and... Mm. He's, I think he's the most underrated of the three. And the shame, I think he would be the one, kind of... Like, either that, or, like, I could see, like, one of them turning heel and the two that remain, like, face, still teaming up and basically... I'm going to do, like, a new foundation still thing of keeping the stick going. Uh, like, is Big E going to be Jim Nighthawk? <laughs> Possibly. But, like, keeping that stick going with just the two of them, and then and that wouldn't be the best thing for them either. But I think the best outcome for this is for Orton to win. Yeah. Do you know, I quite like the entrance music of the new foundation. What was the entrance music? Again? Oh, it was just like... You know what I mean? Think, think of high energy. Mm-hmm. You know, which basically had own hearts music. Yeah. You know the outfits they wore. Mm-hmm. Just, it was basically that. It was basically, like it was basically Jim Nighthawk wearing Kofi's ring gear. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, uh, Coco. uh, Coco's ring gear. Coco beware. Like. To uh, the Raw Women's Title match, which has now been made a submission match. And uh, who, who per chance is in that match? It is Natalia versus Becky Lynch, and they, they, they did that. Natalia. Natalia should kick her ass, man. Natalia is like, um, Becky's the only thing like, I'm going to embarrass you in your home country. You're, you're just, you're just, you're a disappointment now. You've done nothing, and then like they showed photos of Natalia and Becky when they were when they were wrestling before they came to WWE and they were on a tour of Japan. Yeah. Uh, then Becky Lynch took some time away from wrestling for a while, and it was shortly after this, and then Becky went like, Charlotte, uh, Natalia basically went like, after this, you quit, you walked away, like, I've been here longer, you haven't been through what I've been through, like, terrible yeah. gimmicks, diva matches, 
Like she even like acknowledged like I was standing in a gimmick where my gimmick was farting backstage and being paired with Hornswoggle. Who's that? Natalia. God, that's a bad gimmick. I know, like, so like it's really brought some stuff at uh, Natalia. And I, I do worry though it's in Toronto. It's a submission match. Like, are they gonna try and like fucking bring up the screw job again? I really hope not. Because they, they did it in like twenty sixteen when it was Harvey Charlotte, like. Yeah. The only thing like they somehow they love doing it for no reason like yeah like, that's the problem with the thing like that. there's never any substance to it and like uh, like the only other time like we hashing it worked out was when you did it like in '98 with as part of the Rock turning and join the corporation like, even that I thought was a bit much yeah but... like even then, like like what we're we gonna do for the main event at the finish let's just do the exact thing thing we did last time even though nobody's leaving well. In my opinion, right, and you can correct me if you think I'm wrong here, right? right. But with the rock thing, yeah, I personally think like, and when I when I say this, bear in mind that I, as a wrestler, mm-hmm. well, not as a wrestler, but as a person, mm-hmm. despise Bret Hart. Yeah. But yeah, I'm still going to defend him here. Mm-hmm. I think well, that was just Vince McMahon taking the piss at like. Yeah. Poking at a situation didn't need to be poked at. Yeah. You know? I'm not going to go into a whole fucking thing on it, but that's yeah. just the long and short of uh, it. Yeah. I, I, well, it's like only a year later, you've still got Brett's brother on, in your company. Who is basically wrestling, in my opinion, at a diminished level. Yeah. He was probably back to his, having to watch it. And, like, like you said, he's just staying. Speaking yeah. of the Rock, see the Rock officially retired. I did, I did. I think it was always, like, very unlikely you'd come back for another match. Yeah, I mean, how long has it been since that feud with Cena? That was, like, 2013. Yeah, so it's been a while. Yeah, but, like, and also, the only way he was probably going to come back to try to get him for a Saudi show, and I think with his Hollywood career, he wouldn't want to jeopardise that. Yeah, he he wouldn't want to lower himself to that garbage. Right, like, and plus, like, it would be the same reason, like, I remember when Cena didn't go, and, like, the second time they show like, like you know, like, good for Cena, like no, he's going for the same reasons Rock wouldn't go. He's got a movie career to think about. Mm. He's thinking about his <laughs> reputation. Do you think the Saudi crowd would like me? No. Am I, am I too good looking? <laughs> I'm not getting to that. So who do you, <laughs> so who do you have? Charlotte, who do you have? Uh, Becky or Natalia? I'm, I'm too much for those people. I mean, you would burst any flames. You would never wear nothing but black. It's like a hundred degrees in there now. I, I would wear nothing but black. Anyway, Charlotte, Charlotte, what am I talking about? Becky or Natalia, who do you have? In my heart, I've got Natalia. Uh-huh. On my betting slip, I've got Charlotte. You mean Becky? Sorry, I, I don't mean to say Charlotte. I said Charlotte for like no week. Oh, well. It's Becky and Natalia. So. On my betting slip, I've got Becky. Uh-huh. But in my heart, I've got Natalia. Oh, he's like, I've got my betting slip, I've got a, a person who's no in the match. Well, that was your fault. I know, but. But, yeah, I think you know what Becky, I mean? I think Becky's going to win, and I think either Sheena Basil will come up or Ronda Rousey would have turned after the match or on Raw the following night. God, I hope no. I think they need that because I think a feed with either them is what Becky needs because she's been. <sighs> She's heard she's been damaged in this. She has, but Ronda Rousey's a a ball bag by the way, so she is. Okay, I think there's unfinished business there with the whole like they can bring up the the shoulder being up at WrestleMania. Uh, do you know you know the whole thing with with Ronda? Mm-hmm. You know it's like 
Oh, we get it. You're a hard cunt. Aye. What else have you got? <laughs> you know, she's... In my opinion, she has nothing else other than the fact she's a hard cunt. Mm-hmm. And I watched that UFC match when she got her ass honey tail. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She's like a fucking... She's like Ken Shamrock with a braid. <laughs> anyway, we'll move on. The other... The other women's title match is Bailey versus Ember Moon. And they have rightfully... They have royally fucked the build for this match. Yeah. I know that I think this should be the best epic build ever, but like, they had a match where Becky, where sorry, Bailey, I'm getting women's names mixed up for no reason. We have Bailey team with Ember Moon because Ember Moon was having issues with Sonya <coughs> and Mandy Rose and she needed a partner to help even the odds, so Bailey helped her. Yeah. And Bailey said, I want to challenge you to a match because you're good and I want new challengers. And that's fair enough. But then they've done nothing with Ember Moon in the weeks that followed to make her look credible. She's had her lose on TV. Bailey even did a promo video trying to get a match with Trish Strash because she had Trish was coming to SmackDown for the title. And like, like, I'm looking at Bailey like, what are you doing? You're basically saying, oh, I, Ember, I know I challenged you, but like, now I think, now I think I'd rather fight this person. You're not really good enough anymore. Do so. you know what, in regards to Trish Stratus, mm-hmm. I thought she was a ball bag when she was active. Mm-hmm. And do you know, I still think she's a ball bag. So I guess you're going to pick Charlotte when we get to Trish versus Charlotte. Yes. <laughs> Fuck Trish Stratus. Like, see when she was an active wrestler? Yeah. There was a hundred better wrestlers than her. And I know I exaggerate, but to see nearly every other fucking female wrestler she wrestled against, mm-hmm. they were fucking better than them. Victoria. Fucking, what's her name? Jacqueline or Jazz? Well, they're... Uh, who was the who was the one whose jugs fell out on the referee's shoulder? That was Jacqueline. Jacqueline was a better wrestler. Victoria, Jacqueline, fucking Chavo. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But fuck's sake, Trish Stratus was nothing but can- Canada and tits. You know what I mean? Toronto tits. <laughs> but she sucked, man. She was a very, very, very poor wrestler, in my opinion. That's just a personal opinion. If anybody disagrees with me, fair enough. I accept that. I don't agree. It's your opinion. I did not like Trish as a wrestler. But back to Bailey Ember Moon. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Sorry, sorry to digress there. But yeah, that was the whole thing. Like, it really downgrades. Like, makes Ember Moon look shit when she's losing on TV, and you've got the champion trying to get some other people. Yeah, it's, it's like basically like I am the champion. I'm going to make you look shit before the match. Like I don't think it's anything to do with it with Bailey, but like look at this match. Like how difficult should this be? Cause like Bailey is starting to go on the other. She's away from her lights of bliss and uh, Nikki Cross. Like she's 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 trying. They're trying to rebuild her as a character. They've done an okay job. Yeah, they had, yeah. Like they've not done much with Ember Moon like on her own because she had that injury. Yeah. And then she came out and then didn't. Also, like this is a chance to establish both women. Like. Talk about their NXT time and how they never fought when they were in NXT because they missed they just happened to miss each other and all that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Everman's fir- first take. Is Bailey still a fucking hugger? Well, not as much. Oh, thank but God. But like, be, like say, Emberman's <laughs> debut show, Emberman's debut was also Bailey's last NXT show, so they basically missed each other. So like, there's a story there. All all and of they, the missed opportunity aside, 
I'd love for Emberman to win. Do you see it happening? Though? But like they've done nothing to make me think it's gonna happen. Maybe that's maybe that's why it's going to happen though. I know, like like, like maybe maybe like, we make her seem so underwhelming. <laughs> and such. But a... then again, like why would you care then if she wouldn't? Because if she's made so underwhelming, why do it? Why should I care that she's if, the champion? If you let me. Sorry, I don't mean to. No, no, no. I get, I get. You, you're passionate about it. I get it. Yeah. But maybe. Uh-huh. Just, and I'm trying to play devil's advocate here, you know what I mean? But maybe we're trying to make everyone look so underwhelming and so much of a non-entity mm-hmm. that when she does win, uh-huh. it's going to seem like fucking money, man. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Because everybody will be like, oh, fucking Bailey's just going to, you know, it'll be a good match, but Bailey will win. Mm-hmm. But Ember Moon winning, everyone will be like, holy shit, she actually fucking won. Yeah, I want to be like surprised by like how good the match is. Oh, definitely. I, I like, but I'm looking at SmackDown at the moment. SmackDown's not doing particularly well. Like, well, well, in terms of the depth of its women's roster. True, but Bailey is a good wrestler. Yeah. And Ember Moon's a fucking great wrestler. Yeah. So, if nothing else, the two of them are going to put on a great fucking match. I I strongly believe that. I I would like to. I'm gonna go and I'll and see Ember Moon's gonna win because I'd like to see if that would. Help actually help the feud in a way, and the fact that basically yeah. Bailey was su- surprised by Emberman when she, and the fact that she won and all that. Yeah, I mean, like, could even like, like fucking way out there, fucking the viewpoint, you know, but like, could even like could even do a whole heel turn with Bailey. I mean, say Ember wins, right? Sorry, I'm I'm laughing a bit because my mate Gary is going to SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. In Toronto, in Toronto, Toronto the night before. Lucky his bastard. Da- his daughter Lucy is the biggest Bailey fan you'll probably ever meet. Yeah. Probably, I don't know. If did she did she wear the headband with the fucking ponytail on the side of her head too? Not that I know. Of. She's got a lot of Bailey related merchandise. Yeah. I remember Gary talking about like, please don't turn Bailey heel. I spent too much. I spent too much money on Bailey merchandise. Oh, but... I like imagine if she did it at Toronto and Lucy, poor Lucy, is there. Yeah, to, yeah. Like, I'd feel bad for Lucy, but. Yeah. You know, it would it would really help Bailey. You know, because yes, Bailey's a champion, yes, she's a fucking great wrestler and pays pays homage to the macho man with her finisher and shit. Mm-hmm. But I will just point out you remember the Macho King? Yeah. Heel. Mm-hmm. Fucking great heel in my opinion. So who have you got like this aside two do you got Ember or Bailey? I I'm going out in the limb by choosing Emberman, I think. I'm, I'm going to agree with you. Yeah. But in the same sense, I'm not going to hold my breath. Mm-hmm. You, know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I would I would love to see Ember win because she's got a great fucking thing going on. Yeah. You know, but we'll see. So we'll see. We'll get this one out of the way. We're both going for Charlotte, right? Versus Trish. Yes. Yeah. But not, uh, are we going for Charlotte for the same reasons though? No, I think, I just think Charlotte could use it more. Well, but more of the point, I, I will not fucking see Charlotte. The fuck, she is a great technical wrestler, Charlotte. I will not see Charlotte, the fucking daughter of the fucking styling, profiling, fucking 16-time world champion, losing to some fucking has-been who wasn't even, wasn't even much of a has in her day, in my opinion. I, want, I mean, in that fucking tag match they had the other day, she didn't even fucking tag in. Yeah, that was weird. You know what I mean? She just, she just fucking, what happened? She stood there and got pushed by fucking Natalia. 
or Becky or whatever. You know what I mean? She did nothing. I do, I do love how you ask me a question and then you go out on a rant before I can answer the question. I, I apologise. I apologise. Like, you'd make a really weird interview, wouldn't you? Right, so why do you think this? Because I'll tell you what I think. And then... What do you think? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I think. What do you think? Sorry. Well, I'll tell you what I think. <laughs> Fuck you and your opinion. <laughs> I even gave you my opinion yet. I don't need your words. <laughs> like, like, I don't. I see that Charlotte needing it more. When you look at what both of them have done, like they've both won multiple championships. Trish is in the Hall of Fame now. Charlotte's gonna be in the Hall of Fame one day. Hell yeah! Like the idea of needing it is a bit strong when you think of what they've done. Yeah. But I think, like sense wise, I think the Charlotte has Charlotte, to. Charlotte is gonna have to be Charlotte. So we both. Yeah, Both Charlotte. I think Charlotte's eventually like if Ember or whoever wins Bailey and Ember, I think Charlotte's going to be yeah. soon coming back into the title uh, picture because yeah, uh, uh, she, because she's going away Andrade. I think she took some time away because Andrade's mother sadly passed away, so she was oh, away with him. So she's been away for us. So I think getting beaten Trish Stratus, beating what they consider to be a legend, and Charlotte being on the up and up, well, yeah. and being considered the, the top female, one of the top females at the moment, her beating Trish is then her way of. Kind of inserting our way into me between Bailey and everyone. Like, yeah, I don't care about you, what you two have got going on. I'm, I'm, I'm I doing should, my I, thing. I should be the champion. And maybe we set up something with there. So, yes, Charlotte. Yeah. Another match we can uh, get through quite quickly. The Fiend v. Finn Balor. The Fiend. Fiend. I think we talked like, in our previous episodes about why this has to, like, it's the Fiend's first major match. He's looked nothing but strong since he came back. And yeah. It would make no sense. And Finn's going away for a wee while. So yeah, thank God. All the way. To be honest, because you know Finn Balor, he's a knob. <laughs> the the demon Finn Balor, he's kind of cool, but Finn Balor himself, he's just a knob. We have AJ v Ricochet in a rematch. Hopefully Ricochet. I don't know. I, I can see AJ winning it. I can see AJ winning yeah, it, but hopefully like, Ricochet. Doing the thing with him as the OC along with Gallows and them. Mm. Holding on to the tag belts for him, holding on to US belts that make them look dominant for a while how, longer. How good would it be for Ricochet, though? Yeah, it would be good for Ricochet. Like, I'm sure he'll get it back eventually. I just don't see it. I think they'll find a way to keep the feud going. Yeah. Well, That's that'd it. be good for him, too. Mm-hmm. And we had the uh, the confirmation of Goldberg uh, against Dolph. Dolph. I actually liked the way they did it in the, the segment. Yeah. Like they had a thing where Sean was there and they were doing the country thing with Miz out. Miz gets got his passion for one and goes, and I can't wait to kick your ass next Monday on Raw. And this is after Soft has already signed it. He goes, because you see, you didn't read the fine print. You're not signing up for a match with me. And they slowly turn to Sean <laughs> and they tease that it's going to be Sean. Like, well, well, Dolph, it's not me either. <laughs> and then Goldberg's music hits. Mm. And then Raw basically gets to fuck and then Goldberg signs the corner and just tells him, you're next, Phil. <laughs> and then Dolph mimicked uh, Goldberg's entrance coming to his music. He did the whole security yeah. like, entrance thing. And I think Dolph's going to get his ass kicked. Yeah. He's going like, he, Dolph is going to sell like a motherfucker. He's going to get speared at his fucking shoes. What if Dolph wins, though? <sighs> what if? Like, why? What has Dolph got to offer left anymore? He, I... had, he had stuff to offer. He doesn't <sighs> anymore. I just, I feel for him. Yeah, I know I feel for him, but there's yeah. too many wasted opportunities. Like, there is, there is. It's just 
see because the low amount of wasted opportunities, mm -hmm. that's why you feel for the guy. It's like you could have. It's like you know how old cliche like I could have been a contender, man. Mm -hmm. You know he he could have been a contender, man. You know, but concussion and the fact that his character was gay for a while, you know, and I don't mean you I, know, I know man love kind of gay. I just mean gay. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I know what you mean. So so we're both kind of in obviously that like you think there's a chance Dolph could actually win. I think there's no fucking way. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see if he ca if he catches that baldy big bleeding diddy with a super kick. Boom! Uh, Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. If Owens loses, he's forced to quit. I'm thinking this is where Shane finally, like, I think the the whole best in the world thing has run its course. It ran its course a few months ago. It ran its course a minute. He won the fucking thing. Like, we, it, it built so well to Miz. And Miz, the way he won the match with Miz, I thought was cool because the way he fell on him. And I thought, aye, but surely money in the bank, that'll be, that'll be done. Right. And then he won that. And then he somehow, with the help of Drew, beat Roman, like, I like yes, well ran its course. Yeah, yeah, it'd be great for Owens as well because he was meant to come back and feud with Brian Mania, but then Kofi thing happened. Then they turned him heel, and then they put him face again. He's actually done well as a face. He's basically been saying what everybody else thinks. Like nobody wants Shane McMahon around. Yeah. So I'd actually hope to see like if he sends Shane on his way, maybe a thing with him and Drew in a feud. Maybe. Maybe that could... We'll see how it... This match seems like just one... It's a filler. Yeah. yeah. But... I mean, well, Shane will jump off something. Yeah, well, he usually does. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't, there's not a lot to talk about this match because they only confirmed it a few days ago. They have Oni Lorcan challenging Drew Gulak for the Cruiserweight title. They, only, they, only, they did a six-pack challenge and let the go-home 205 Live. Is this match actually on the card? Well, it says the card doesn't say what is on the pre-show yet. I don't think they've decided what the pre-show is. I think WWE will like, announce ahead of time what's on the pre-show, but sadly, with the Cruiserweights, it's a case this might be on the pre-show. Yeah, yeah. Which is a shame. And like you see, that's 10 matches. Like, no Raw SmackDown or Women's Tag Team title match. No Intercontinental title match because it seemed like Ali Shinsuke was going to be confirmed. Like, no, Alist there's rumours of Alistair Black versus uh, Sami Zayn. That's not here. There's rumours of uh, Andrade racing. <laughs> like, I even heard rumours of Mass V here. Yeah. But then they did a, ma a regular match on Raw, which Andrade won. So. Just. Yeah. But, like, I'm just trying. To, I just don't know. Like, I think they should. They are probably going to announce in a few more matches. I just don't know what else. They could announce. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't know if you've seen it, but the women's tag team titles. Yeah. Nikki Cross and Alexa Thank won them. Christ, they took them off that bunch of ditties. No, like, oh, this pisses me off. Go on. Like, like, the Iconics have been so wasted. Yes, they have. Like, and like, the women's side other people would be a yoga with them and then I, I can feel like there are people who probably already do it or going forward they're going to do it are going to blame the Iconics for the devaluing of the oh, I... and it's not their fault they had the ability like, they were the perfect team to hold those belts and then I know there's a thing of the heels don't want to defend them but they never defend them on pay-per-view they never give them the chance to yeah they, 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 they had a thing with the Kabuki Warriors still a shit name we asked and Kerry Zane I know they were kind of thrown together but it still could have been a way for to get those two on TV. And they've done nothing with them either. Yep. Like, I think, part of me thinks that whatever this whole Sasha Banks thing is, I have a bad feeling that mm. out of spite for the way Sasha's doing business with them, I think because they took the belts off then that's partly to do with what's, why Sasha's annoyed. 
I think there's a there could be like out of spite WWE's refusing to do anything with the division because of her, and I hope that's not the case. I hope no. And on that, I'll note Sasha Banks is a fucking tool. I, I made this comment. I did a show Eat Sleep Suplex Retreat. It should be up soon, if not already by the time you listen to this. A show on the four horsewomen: Charlotte, Sasha, Bailey, and Becky. Yeah, yeah. And I joked a bit. I made a comparison with Sasha, like the whole thing. She's she's gonna be leaving. Oh, she's close to saying no deal. She took these photos of these people who don't work for WWE. Like, she's like the guest at a party who's like, "All right, I'm gonna head now," and then you see them a wee while Like, are you not going? Oh, I am. I'm gonna go. I swear, I'm gonna go in a few seconds. Mate, mate, why are you still here? Are you gonna go? Oh, so now you're telling me to leave? Like, no, yeah. you said you were gonna go. <laughs> like, leave. Go away. If you're gonna say leave, if you're gonna say, if you say you're gonna leave, leave. Yeah, leave. Like, I don't even want to talk about Sasha Banks anymore. But, like, um. Kinda looking forward to SummerSlam. I'm really looking forward to take over Toronto the night yeah. before. Yeah, that'll be good. That'll be great. Uh, you may have noticed we're talking a lot of this. We've not done Frasier. We're not going to do Frasier. We are going to do a SummerSlam. Like we're going to look back at SummerSlam to your Toronto and then do a double Frasier next week. So that should be another like really a lot to talk about in that show. Uh, but we're going to move it on now. <sighs> we're going to move on now and we're going to move into our SummerSlam '93 review. And to play us into that, we're going to play. Let's the theme of Let's really get more successful with Think Gimmick in the WWE when he was the narcissist or Narcissus. Hell yeah, the Narcissus. Right, Lex it, Luger. And we'll see you. That do you? Yeah. Yeah. And we'll see you in a bit. We'll be right back. 